Well, hi everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Property Chat. This week, I'm pleased to report, locally, we found the market's picked up considerably. If you've listened to us before, you'll know that we try and be as honest as possible in our reflection of what's going on in the local sales market. We're here based in southwest London. We sell and let property every week, so we are at the coalface, so to speak. And we're here to bring you the latest news, both nationally and locally, and a flavour of what's going on in the housing market, really. And so far, really, it's been quite exciting for us because it's the first year for many that there seems to be some certainty. Political issues aside, whether you like or hate Brexit, whether you like or hate the government, the key thing for buyers is we have a direction and that direction has brought some confidence back to the marketplace. So we're finding there are more sellers out there, more buyers, and generally things are starting to pick up. A really good indication is the number of first-time buyers registering has jumped considerably. So, onto the general news. Let me just read you the house price report from the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors, a professional body that's in charge of surveyors across the UK that does studies on these things across estate agents and surveyors. House prices rose across the UK for the first time in a year and a half last month. Sorry, that's a year and a half last month as optimism returned according to the latest survey. A net balance of 17% of surveyors and estate agents reported higher house prices in January compared to December. Prices rose in both London and the South East, where they had been falling for most of the past two years, while Northern Ireland and Scotland showed the strongest price growth. A net balance of 19% of surveyors said that the number of homes being listed up for sale had risen from 11% in December uh, up to 23%. New buyer inquiries have risen, as have uh, sales, with a net balance of 21%. Going forward, respondents expect prices to rise in both the coming three months and the year ahead. Now, another thing that's happening locally uh, here in Croydon is Westfield. We've had this exciting Westfield development that we've all been looking forward to for many years now. It's been in the planning stages and they've started to buy up land under compulsory purchase. But it's going on for many years and many of you will have seen the cranes and the new developments around Croydon, um, partly encouraged by the optimism of the Westfield plans. Well, the latest announcement from Westfield or the holding company, Unibel Radamco Westfield, they've confirmed that the plans to build a new mall in Croydon in a joint venture with Hammerson have been put on hold. Bad news for Croydon, this one. In a joint statement with Harrison, URW insisted it is confident in Croydon as a destination and its potential for mixed-use development. That suggests to me that, yes, it's on hold, but as they see the housing market pick up, we may well see that change, but it's going to be some time before we do. And I guess they're probably looking for more residential because that's where their profits will increase from. So watch this space, but very frustrating for residents of Croydon that have been expecting this for for some time. Number of homes repossessed is an interesting one. In the quarter four of 2019, it jumped 17% year on year. More homes being repossessed than um, in the final, in the previous years. The trade body said that 1,330 homeowner mortgage properties were taken into possession at the end of last year. It said that although those represented 17% of the annual increase, it was from a very low base. And to put that into perspective, only 59 in every 100,000 homeowner mortgages ended up in repossession last year. Now that's very sad for the 59, but out of 100,000 in terms of the ratio, that's still a very, very low base. Um, in terms of why we think that is, well, as the market picks up, so the repossessing companies have more confidence that the house prices that will retrieve their debt 
can actually be recovered. So it tends to be the case that we see more repossessions as the market improves and lenders can get their money back. Sad but true fact about a rising market. Now this is a funny one. Homeowner won't stop sea battle. A former soldier refusing to leave his cliff top home has spent £100,000 on do-it-yourself defences to stop it falling into the sea. Lance Martin lives on the Norfolk coast in Hemsby in the only coastal home in a row of houses to survive the 2018 storm. He previously had his home moved 30 feet inland and has now been given permission to dig up the beach and recycle redundant sea defences. Good on you, Mr Martin. He said he did not know if his makeshift sea defences would work, but said it's a chance you take. Wow, good luck to him. Now into other news. Renting spells trouble for retirement planning. Future generations' hopes for an affordable retirement could be scuppered because they couldn't afford to buy a home, according to a study. Assessing the impact of lifelong rental costs on savings, the Investing and Saving Alliance, TISA, has calculated the average UK household still renting in retirement is likely to have exhausted typical workplace pension savings 12 years sooner than homeowners in similar financial circumstances. It predicts that by the time they become elderly, renters, UK savings, UK savers entering the workplace in the mid-20s are likely to run out of savings nine years before they reach the average life expectancy of 90. Now, we said to you guys last week on our first um, dedicated podcast that we were looking to listen to your problems and hopefully give some answers to, to what we felt about situations. Richard has written from Croydon, and he says that he seems to always have an issue with his tenants not leaving at the end of tenancies when issues arise or he needs to sell. Um, he writes that in the last three years, he's had two different properties where he listed them below the local market pricing in order to get tenants quickly. And he's found that as he's needed the properties back to sell on for tax reasons, the tenants haven't moved out. And he's asking why there seems to be a particular problem, given that he's being so generous with lower than average rents. Well, I'm afraid this is one of those situations where you've kind of made a rod for your own back. The reason why people aren't leaving is because, of course, if you've provided them with a home which has lower than average rent, guess what? They can't replicate it. They can't go and find something similar on the average rent in the area. So they need to stay put as long as they can. So whilst I appreciate the sentiment of trying to be generous and kind and help tenants to find something cheaper than the local market, by doing so, you end up in a situation where actually your tenants don't have any choice but to stay put as long as they can in order to save themselves from higher rental costs. So as much as it may seem like a really good idea to keep your rents below market value, it actually makes far more sense. You know, we, we speak to a lot of landlords who regularly say, oh, you know, the tenants have been good. I don't wish to raise their rent. And I think there comes a point where you need to increase your rent, not to market rent. I mean, we always have a policy of saying, well, what's the local market doing? What would that property get if it were to go back on the market? And then set rent increases at below that level so that there's no incentive for the tenants to leave but that the rent is increasing in line with the local market so that if the client does ever want the property back, the rent isn't a million miles away from the local average rents, so tenants can happily move on without it being a financial impact to them. So the answer to the question is, if you want your tenants to leave when you ask them, make sure that your rent is set at market rent and not significantly below. We'll have conversations in other days about the actual procedure of eviction. Some of you will know that these days that's very complex and uh, we have a lot of experience with that. So if you have any such problems, do let me know and uh, we'll see if we can answer them 
live on, on the podcast for you, so to speak. In terms of rentals generally, we found it's picked up considerably here in the southwest of London and Croydon, and we're finding that there's now a shortage of good quality homes. I've said for a while now, I believe, that because of the lack of buy-to-let landlords, we may well see that things change within the next sort of um, six months in terms of general rent increases, and we expect that to happen, and certainly that's what the market is telling us right now. In terms of what we think of the market going forward, now the weather's about to break, we suspect it's going to be really busy. So from a buyer's point of view, certainly if you're looking locally, you know, we are registering things on our own website and encouraging buyers to talk to us directly if they're looking for a new home, as opposed to waiting for the web and emails. We believe that property is about people and you know, people need to speak to people. We like to understand your needs, wants and desires in property and understand whether we can fulfill them in the local market with the pricing being what it is, you know, which is often shockingly high, sadly. But at least if we can have those conversations, perhaps we can drive buyers to the correct destination for their properties of choice. And we can have, in our minds, an idea of what buyers are looking for out there when we're speaking to our seller clients and doing the valuations. In terms of the market for auctions, we're getting busy on that side too. We've got lots and lots of bits and pieces coming up, one particularly cracking lot coming up in Tooting shortly. So we'll let you know about that as it happens and auctions are a subject for another week. We said we'd give you a quote every week and hopefully something that will inspire you. And this week the quote is, sometimes later becomes never, do it now. If not now, then when? I'll repeat that. Sometimes later becomes never. Do it now. If not now, then when? And for me, that's just a great motivational kind of, you know, if you can do something today, don't put it off till tomorrow. You know, too often people say, yeah, you know, maybe another time and everything else. And, you know, get inspired, get motivated. If you're thinking of investing in property, why not now? You know, if you're thinking of doing something for health, do it now. If you think of going somewhere, Let's get encouraged and get motivated and move on. Hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. As ever, we'll be back next week with another edition. Do send your comments, reviews, likes and shares, and we'd be great, grateful to hear from you with your comments about the podcast. So this is Ken Hume for James Alexander signing off for this week's Property Podcast. Take care. 